Hello, my beautiful Tropicanas, and welcome to The Ricardo Project, the podcast where I watch through I Love Lucy episode by episode, and I talk about its historical, comedic, and emotional impact. My name is Dana. I'm so glad you've joined me today. This one's probably going to be a little less structured than future episodes because it's the first episode, but I hope you'll stick around and I hope you enjoy. So a little little bit about me and kind of my credentials for talking about this before we get started. I have a master's degree in performance and performance studies with a focus in comic theory. And basically what that means is that I really enjoy talking about comedy to the point where it's not funny anymore and really analyzing how important it is and what it means and um, what we can learn about our culture through these kind of comic moments. And the thing about I Love Lucy is that the entire show is a cultural milestone In my graduate thesis, I actually wrote about I Love Lucy, and it was my third paper, I think, on I Love Lucy. I wrote a paper in college. One of probably my best work in college actually was a was a paper about I Love Lucy being um, a feminist piece of television. I wrote a biographical paper for her for an American history class talking about important Americans. So I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Lucille Ball or I Love Lucy scholar, but I would call myself an enthusiast with credentials. Um, so if that sounds great to you, stick around. So we're starting with our premiere episode of I Love Lucy, the episode of television that introduced the Ricardos and the Mertzes to America, which is the Girls Want to Go to a Nightclub, which was recorded on September 15th, 1951 in one day, which always baffles me that television is recorded so quickly, but that's a different story. And it premiered on, it premiered 70 years ago today. October 15th, 1951. Let's talk about the creative crew for a minute. The episode was written by three incredibly important people in the I Love Lucy canon. It was written by Jess Oppenheimer, who Lucille Ball called the brains behind the show. And the episode was also written by Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, who were a writing duo behind the vaudeville-style show that Lucy and Desi performed in upstate New York in order to prove to the networks that they would be a good pair for a sitcom. And then it was directed by Mark Daniels, who actually recommended Vivian Vance for the role of Ethel. So these are four very important people in the world of I Love Lucy, and they write and direct the entirety of season one. There's no one else credited to any episode in season one. This was actually the second episode that was recorded. The original first episode of the show was supposed to be Lucy thinks Ricky is trying to murder her, which when I'm, when I was thinking of these episodes, when I was kind of preparing the schedule, I like Lucy thinks Ricky is trying to murder her a lot as an episode, at least in my memory of it. I haven't seen it in a few years. And the studios are the ones who decided that they didn't want this episode to premiere. They thought that that the girls want to go to a nightclub was a better encapsulation of the show. And I'm really interested once we get to that, um, the other kind of option for the premiere episode, I'm really interested to see if I agree with them. (laughs) Because I think think Lucy Thinks Ricky is Trying to Murder Her is a great, great episode of the show in general. So I'll be real, getting into the episode – I don't think very fondly of this episode. I was not looking forward to watching it. I did not think it was going to be a good start to this experience. But actually, watching it, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Full disclosure, I have not seen the first 10 episodes of I Love Lucy that much. There's a couple of them that I watched once I got the full DVD set, which was my high school graduation present to myself. Um 
but I liked a lot. Like I really love the seance. I have a lot of fond memories of, and I really like the quiz show. Um, but these first few episodes, I really haven't seen much. The show definitely had some growing to do. And I don't think that the pacing is as good in these first few episodes. So I had pretty low standards and I thought it was way better than I was anticipating. The episode has a lot of great setup for the rest of the show. So the girls want to go to a nightclub has a very standard I Love Lucy style plot. It's the Mertz's 18th wedding anniversary. The boys want to go see a boxing match or a wrestling match. I am not a sporty person. I am not sure. Um, The girls want to go dancing at the Copacabana, which is like a very fantastic, like very fantasy style thing. The Copacabana. Growing up, I'd always heard about that, but I kind of thought that it was just not a real place. And I looked it up and it was. So that was a learning experience. Um, They disagree on this. Obviously, they have a little bit of an argument. The girls decide that they're going to get dates and they're going to go to the Copacabana anyway. And they tell Ricky and Fred this. When the ladies find out that Ricky and Fred are also getting dates, not knowing that their plan is to get dates to go to the Copacabana to make sure that uh, their wives are on the up and up, um, Lucy and Ethel dress up in ridiculous costumes and pose as those dates. And the standard shenanigans ensue. We get a lovely Ricky Ricardo song, which I'll touch on in a little bit. And then in the end, they make up as they always do. And they go to the fights after all. This is a really standard I Love Lucy kind of structure. Two two of the four want to do one thing. The other two want to do something else. Sometimes it's the Ricardos versus the Mertzes. Most often it's Lucy and Ethel versus Ricky and Fred in some way, shape, or form. And then uh, Lucy devises a scheme. The scheme goes medium. <laughs> it doesn't always go great. And uh, in the end, everybody makes up. There's very few instances in which things aren't, that I can think of, in which things aren't resolved, like fully resolved with a kiss or a hug at the end. So in that way, it's a really good first episode of the show because it tells us exactly what we can expect from it. But I have to say, I was kind of surprised that the show didn't focus more on Lucy and Ricky. The main relationship that we're shown is Lucy and Ethel and Ricky and Fred. And I thought that was really interesting. And it kind of goes with what I talk about sometimes when I explain this show, because when I, as a resident of Brooklyn, New York, people who have watched it always are like, yes, I love Lucy's the best. And so I'm sure everyone listening is like, why would anybody care? But a lot of people who don't know the show are like, why would you care about a sitcom from the 50s? I, I, I didn't think that this episode would be a good example of, of kind of why I still love the show. But the show really demonstrates the bonds of female friendship to me. And I think you can really see that in this episode because the whole thing is about Lucy and Ethel getting one over on their husbands. The first line of the episode is is Ethel talking to Lucy about something domestic. She's got a dirty dish that she missed. And I think that that is what makes this so special to me and, and kind of why I was so surprised by it because when I think of Lucy thinks Ricky's trying to murder her, and again, I guess we'll talk about this then, Ethel backs Lucy up on that one. They, they, they have their scheme, but... It's about Ricky and Lucy. I guess I just thought it was a little bit odd of a choice when I was thinking about it before because Ricky and Lucy's relationship was so important when planning the show. I was also really excited by how much 
they leaned into Ricky being Cuban in the first episode, given the conversations surrounding Desi Arnaz playing Lucille Ball's husband on television. So if you don't know, the way that I Love Lucy came to be was that Lucille Ball was on a radio show called My Favorite Husband, and it was really, really popular. It was super successful. And CBS wanted to make a sitcom based on My Favorite Husband. And uh, Desi Arnaz did not play Lucille Ball's husband in that show. And they had been married for, I believe, 10 years at that point, And they had never lived really on the same coast. So Lucy was always out in LA. She was always working there. And Desi was always out in New York being a band leader. And that made it difficult for them to spend a lot of time together. So Lucy didn't want to make the sitcom without Desi. I completely understand. Um, Desi is a very talented actor. He's a very talented comedian. He has a couple great moments in this episode. I think when Lucy comes in and goes, let's neck, and then kind of throws him to the ground or kisses him and Ricky puts his leg up, um, Desi's doing a lot there. and And he's doing a really good job of being the straight man while also using ridiculous body language, which is a very hard thing to do. So clearly he had a lot of talent. Um, but it was the 1950s and Desi Arnaz was Cuban and there had never been a biracial couple on television before. And they wanted Lucy's husband on the show to be a white guy. And so that's why Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll created a vaudeville show. They were, Lucy was really having none of the racism and was like, you're going to see that he's the best option, that we're a great team, that we have a ton of chemistry. And they did a show up in, um, the Hudson Valley in New York, and it was a huge success. And CBS had to just say, yeah, we were freaking wrong. I kind of thought that for the first episode that they premiered, they might hit that relationship a little harder because that's kind of what my favorite husband was. It was really about their dynamic. But what I thought was amazing was that one of the first lines Lucy speaks to her husband in the show is that she calls him a Latin lover. And then Ricky, you know, Desi has a song at the end um, when he's trying to get away from from Lucy when she's uh, in in her disguise. And he sings a song called Guadalajara, and it's in full Spanish. And I just thought that was really radical. And it might not sound like anything, but you have to remember, this was the first time a biracial couple had ever been featured on a primetime TV show. And they had had to fight for that. Um, and that same studio who, who didn't want that, you know, who, who put up such a fight said that the episode in which Ricky Ricardo sings a song in Spanish is the, is the choice. And I just thought that was really great. And I thought that was really cool of the show to kind of begin the whole series with, if you don't like the fact that Lucy, a white woman is married to Ricky a Cuban man on this show, then it's not for you. There was no trickery. There was no sneakiness. There was no trying to, you know, dim the light of Desi Arnaz as a singer, as a performer, and as a Cuban. And I just thought that was really freaking great. The Cuban revolution was only two years off. And as we get into that era of I Love Lucy, I mean, there was a lot of eyes on them um, because Lucille Ball was a registered member of the Communist Party. Uh, she says she did it as a favor to her grandfather. That does seem to be historically accurate, but we don't know what her politics were. 
But we do know that the optics of a white woman who is registered to the Communist Party, married to a Cuban man in 1951, was a very specific optic. And I just thought it was really amazing that they went ahead and really leaned into it and didn't hide or shrink or do any of the things that I think we might have expected from a show in the 1950s. So that was great. And I mean, I guess to be fair, Desi Arnaz was incredibly famous at this point, so maybe it's really not that big of a deal. But to me, it felt like something pretty monumental. So those are kind of my takeaways from the episode. I think that it was a really solid episode. I think there's much better ones coming down the pike. Um, I am particularly excited by, I love the audition, one of my favorites. Um, and I love, let's see, I love. I do love the seance. I have really, and I love the episode Lucy Writes a Play. So um, we definitely have some better episodes coming down the line. I wouldn't say this isn't a great episode. Um I also like Fred Mertz tie watch that we have the first instance of Fred Fred Mertz's tie getting sucked into his pants. I don't know if anybody else notices this. When I watched the show as a kid, my dad used to tape it when it was on Nick at Night for me. And Nick and I used to do these weird montage kind of trivia things in the middle of their commercial breaks where they would point stuff out. And one of the things that Nick at Night pointed out was that Fred Mertz's tie was always tucked into his pants. And it's one of those weird things that I've always remembered and retained. And this episode is the first instance of the Fred Mertz tie watch. I really thought that we would have to wait a little longer. But in the first scene with Ricky, his tie is tucked right into his pants. What a champ. Fred is so interesting because he barely even seems to like Ethel, which is kind of a common theme in the episode. But they hit it really hard, as I said. And he is just so strange. I mean, compared to Ricky, it's just very interesting that they're friends. Lucy and Ethel look pretty similar in age. Um, I know there's a lot of lore surrounding uh, Lucille Ball's kind of resentment of Vivian Vance. Um, they were really good friends by the end of their life. So I don't know how much of that is true. But I do know that there was another actress that they really wanted for Ethel Mertz who was older than Vivian Vance. And so they really look similarly aged to me, but Fred is like such an odd man out in this. And I never really, I've noticed it before, obviously, because I have eyes and I'm watching the show, but it's definitely more noticeable than ever to me, kind of looking at it with a more critical eye. Other thoughts. The fact that Fred's dream meal is a huge thick steak with a bun- with slices of raw onion all over it is completely bizarre to me. Um, it, anyone, let me know. Is that a common thing? Good God. Um, I love the moment where Ricky and Lucy are fighting over the Mertzes. <laughs> the Mertzes are sitting on the couch kind of watching Lucy and R- the Ricardos fight about their anniversary. And it ends with Lucy yelling, Ethel wants a divorce. And Ethel has to stop and be like, no, I don't. No, I don't. Which is another common thing where the Mertzes will be fighting and then the Ricardos will get in a bigger fight about the Mertzes. Um, So I love that that, that again, is another common trope that's introduced in this first episode. I also thought, and this is going to be something that's going to be very interesting for me to test my memory on. I don't really have a lot of memories of this show involving alcohol. So seeing the the boys drinking beer was really weird to me. I know that's a strange thing to care about, but I thought it was very odd. So what are my takeaways from this episode? I thought it was really good. I thought it had a lot going for it. I actually liked it a lot better than I thought I would. And I loved that it was about friendship, that it established 
Ethel and Lucy as just as important of a pair as Lucy and Ricky, if not even more. I mean, really, Lucy will go to bat for Ethel because Ethel wants to do something. But a lot of sitcoms at this time, The Honeymooners um, comes to mind. They were about marriages. And I do think I Love Lucy is ultimately about marriages. You know, the show is I Love Lucy. Um, the I ostensibly is Ricky. But I was really more moved than I thought I would be. Maybe I'm just really sentimental today by the fact that the first episode is about Lucy and Ethel's friendship and them wanting to, and Lucy wanting to support her friend. Um, I know that that's kind of a, an intense read on the sitcom, but I think the reason the show has endured is because it's not just a sitcom. It's about very real things. It's about ambition. It's about love. It's about friendship. It's about, um, loud women and bold women getting a kiss at the end of the day and being treated like they're special. And I think there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of great conversation in the last few years about how there's no right way to be a person as long as you're, you know, there's no right way to be a woman. There's no right way to be a man. You, you, you know, you just have to be. And I, I do think, I really do credit the fact that I've been able to form some really strong friendships in my life with the example set by Lucy and Ethel in particular. And it also reminds me to just like have a little bit more fun. You know, I think right now in my life, I'm taking things very, very seriously. My husband and I are working towards a few big goals and watching Lucy, <laughs> watching Ethel, actually, Lucy was very funny. Her voice work as the as Yunsi was very, very funny, but did, did anybody else think it like, think that Ethel was so good? Vivian Vance holding that umbrella, like almost resting her chin on the umbrella handle was so funny. And watching them do that and just watching them be so free in their bodies, it really made me want to cook up a scheme, <laughs> which my husband is going to hate hearing. I don't need to cook up a scheme to like get him to do something, but like, hide in a closet and jump out and scare him. Like just, yeah, or that's stupid, but like just investing in a little bit more whimsy, you know, take, take a more circuitous route, right? Like they could have just gone down if this was, a, if these were real people and said, I know you're going on a date, I'm confronting you. But would that have been interesting or good? No. And you know, we don't need to live by television rules. Like WandaVision taught us that you don't need to live by television rules. But Maybe there's something to be said for getting out there and trying something a little different. So that's it. That's the Ricardo Project for today. And I really appreciate you taking the time to sit here and listen to this. And I hope that you got something out of it. I'm sure my structure will get better. So I'll see you next week for the next episode of the series, which is Be a Pal. And here is the logline for Be a Pal, just in case you're excited. Lucy is afraid the honeymoon is over, and she tries to make Ricky happier by surrounding him with things that reminds him of his youth. And I won't spoil what happens, but it is uh, a little bit more slapstick and a little bit more outrageous than the last one, I think. So it'll be great. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you next week on The Ricardo Project. The Ricardo Project is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, on the floor of my bedroom. 
If you'd like to chat with me about anything at all, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at the Ricardo project at gmail.com or on Instagram at the Ricardo project. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating and reviewing this on Apple podcasts. It helps more folks find the show. If you didn't enjoy this episode, you probably stopped listening and aren't here, but I hope that you have a wonderful weekend anyway. I'll see you all next week. Thank you.